this last weekend, I was at a convention in Atlanta. You go to a lot of conventions, you know. You're always in a convention. Well, now the world's coming back, sort of. <laughs> I, I am. Yeah, it's um, it's great. I get to meet my fans all over the world. It's amazing. So, um, but I was at a convention, and the my helper helping me, um, volunteer, was telling me that he has three daughters and all three of them have an extreme tree nut allergy and he has to send all three of them to school with like all their EpiPens and like all the things. And I just thought parenting is hard enough. Parenting is hard enough. Like to add EpiPens to the mix with all three of your children is just, it's too much. It's too much. It's a lot. I mean, look, there's a lot of pain and sadness in the world right now. Like, let's just acknowledge that. Um, and also, allergies are a huge problem for parents. Mama! Welcome parents to Raising Amazing. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Gator-Warsh, board-certified pediatrician specializing in integrative medicine. And I'm Serena Vincent. I'm an actor, writer, and new mother. Join us in learning and laughing as we navigate through the messy path of parenthood. And together, let's begin Raising, Raising Amazing. amazing. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Dada. Wait, you, you have a helper? When when do I get a helper? What is, what is up with that? You have Maria. <laughs> I wanna, Maria helps. I wanna I wanna help her. You wanna volunteer? I know I if guess. I could take the vol if I could take the convention volunteers home with me to real life and help, like that oh, would man. be amazing. I think that would help the that would help the parents too, right? I mean, you know, if I, what you're mentioning is a very real issue. Uh, chronic disease is, is skyrocketing and, and it just seems like everybody has, or everyone's children these days have an allergy to something. And, you know, this is not a unique story, but it's certainly a, I would say, a, a newer issue, at least on this scale, um, for most people. And there's not really a good, you know, textbook or guidebook on, on how do you deal with, with three children with different allergies, right? Right. Right. Um, well... I love this episode because there are so many people struggling with um, with allergies, and we talked to actor Thomas Nicholas about his experience. He's a father, and his child has had a lot of extreme allergies, and he takes us through. God, he gives us so he gives parents so many helpful tips. So many. There's a Facebook group. There's creams. There's lotions, potions like foods right he really uh knows a lot about this and um i'm excited it's great and there's a, there is so much to know right there's so there's so much that you could do i mean it's a very allergies is an interesting field because there's so much that we don't know but there's also so much that we we do know and it's it's just not as simple anymore as like oh take an antihistamine oh um no there's nothing we can do you just got to suffer there is a lot out there that you can try to at least minimize the symptoms to the best that you can and so that's what I, I love about this episode is we just get into you know, all the different facets and the different modalities and things that you can try to hopefully help your kids get through this and not just allergies a lot of these th things apply to most chronic diseases or other chronic diseases as well it's just it's a mentality and it's a you know way of thinking about things not just medically let's, let's get into uh, it let's jump in <laughs> We are thrilled today to have actor and producer and father Thomas Nicholas with us. Um, you know him. I mean, he's had a massive career um, 
he started on Who's the Boss? He was on Party of Five. You know him from the extremely successful American Pie franchise. You are so funny. Um, he's been in The Rules of Attraction with Faye Dunaway and Jessica Biel, um, Spielberg's TV drama series, Red Band Society. He portrayed Walt Disney in Walt Before Mickey. He's done so much and his latest film adverse uh comes out soon or it's already out now um where he also stars alongside his own beautiful child nolan river welcome thomas thank you for being here thank you thank you so much for having me and yes adverse is uh available now it was in theaters if you can believe it during covid uh a limited (laughs) theatrical but it just came out on all streaming platforms just a couple days ago theaters that's a novel concept i forget what that was like (laughs) no it's so sad that we missed the theaters but how great that it did you know come out to theaters that's a huge just not everything comes out to theaters anymore right yeah it's uh we we especially fought hard or i should say negotiated for the the window of theatrical with lionsgate because we knew that entertainment was hit so hard from covid shutdowns that we wanted to support those businesses and, you know, even though we couldn't open up in California due to the shutdowns, restrictions were different. Um, the theaters actually, um, after it was only guaranteed for a week, it did so well, they ordered it for another week. So we did our job. We supported the theaters and brought some revenue to them. That's incredible. That's incredible. And a big accomplishment, like for so many reasons. Um, and your baby boy is in it with you. How old is Nolan? Uh, Nolan, uh, is not so, not so babyish anymore. He's, he's (laughs) nine already. If I, I can't even believe it. And my daughter is turning five, uh, in about, I guess about a month. Uh, I got the two little ones and yeah, I'm very, very stoked that Nolan is in adverse though. I do have to admit that when he did, he recently did the M night movie old with universal and they played the trailer for it. The first commercial break of the Super Bowl. So after a hundred million people saw my son's face, I called my business partners and I was like, I think we should have given Nolan a bigger part in adverse. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Wow. So speaking of, of Nolan, I know that, that you guys and your family have had some concerns around allergies. Uh, in my practice as an integrative doctor, or just I guess any pediatrician these days, we've seen allergies and, and autoimmune conditions so much more frequently than ever before. You know, I don't remember when I was growing up a peanut allergy. I don't remember, you know, food allergies in general, but it seems to be just so common these days. So maybe you could tell us a little bit more about your experience uh, with allergies and, and how you guys have uh, had to deal with that and what you've done in your family in terms of you know, the allergy concerns. Yeah, um, I, I'm pretty much, you know, though I am not a doctor, I feel the same way or have the same perspective that I don't remember allergies being that rampant when I was growing up. So much so for my wife as well. My wife actually had a lot of allergies as a kid herself. So uh, I think the gene sort of comes from her, but it's it's a roulette wheel from what I understand, meaning you could have one uh, like my, for instance, my daughter doesn't have any allergies. So it's, it's it, when, when the kids are born, if the gene exists, it's like, are they going to have something and what will they have or will they have nothing? So it won't necessarily be the same. And my wife isn't and, and no one in her family is allergic to tree nuts. So discovering Nolan's 
allergy or anaphylaxis to tree nuts was a challenge in and of itself because we didn't know until like the third time he had a cashew. <laughs> and, wh- and what happened? Um, well, so there was, there was varying degrees of discovery. Um, you know, when he was a, when he was a kid, uh, there was some other like skin issues, which can be common amongst kids. And we tried elimination diet and found that, you know, I was in, I had an, I have an intolerance to the milk protein. Uh, I'm not allergic to it, but I have an intolerance. So we stopped, you know, he moved to like the bottle and formula when he was six months old because of these skin things. And then when he was probably about two and a half or three, there was three moments where he had, uh, for, I'll, I'll be highfalutin regurgitation, uh, due to, <laughs> um, you know, ingesting something that had a tree nut in it, but we didn't really equate it because it wasn't like we were, acutely aware of the potential so there was a a moment where he ate uh, I think a pasta that was made with cashews at a restaurant and he threw that up not so highfalutin and we just thought oh he didn't chew his food well enough (laughs) and then there was a second time where he ate uh, a a treat that had like little bits of cashew in it Um, and or that's the third time actually. So the, he, we would go to this uh, gelato place and we would have pistachio gelato, mm. and he would s- complain that his mouth was itchy afterwards. And we're like, "Huh? Mm. Well, that's weird. Drink some water, you know." And then, mm-hmm. uh, then he had this like cashew treat, and it had bits of cashew in it. So again, he complained that you know something was going on. We thought, "Oh, he didn't chew the the cashew bits that are in it enough." So my wife gave him some bread thinking that would help push down the food he threw up and the only thing that came up was just the bits of cashew no bread nothing else Hmm. just the bits of cashew how weird like we were like that's really strange where's the bread now i understand it could dissolve but it wasn't Mm -hmm. like a full-on like you know kid throwing up it was the body going no no no, we don't want these things so that's when we went we went to his pediatrician who said you should get a blood test. They're not 100% accurate, but you might be able to, you know, you can, if you do the blood test just for cashews, which is a tree nut, and it came back and we got all his numbers that he was allergic to cashews, pistachios, almonds, and walnuts, though almonds was the lowest and cashews and pistachios were higher. Hmm. That is, the, that's, that's a fairly unique story. I mean, I've never heard of just throwing up the one, the one thing. So that's actually unique but that's our bodies are impressive right (laughs) indeed indeed so now uh now he carries two we don't use the epi pens we use well we haven't actually used any (laughs) we haven't he hasn't uh we've been very 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 my wife is amazing with her knowledge and her research so we have totally tree nut free everything here and we always check that it's made in a tree nut free facility um, or if it's not in a treatment free facility that it's on dedicated lines that are tested. And even if we see the packaging says that we still call them and verify, you know, my wife has us on a, a very good regimen of keeping safe foods here. So, uh, he carries two AviQ injectors with him, mm-hmm. um, which we feel like those would be the best, especially for school. If he does have anything that happens at school, they have like this great instruction with them where they verbally tell you like 
you know, okay, are you ready to go? It's like has a little voice mm-hmm. command. So mm-hmm. great way for the nurse to get a, you know, I guess a tutorial if she had to administer <laughs> an epinephrine shot. It's a very uh, futuristic EpiPen. It's the, it's the same thing, but yeah, exactly. It'll it'll talk to you. It'll like you know, check the side, remove the thing, put it against the leg. <laughs> wow, how but, interesting! Yeah. Wow, interesting. I don't know anything about about that, but I do feel like, um, I mean, that's terrifying actually. Um, <laughs> and I, the way you tell the story it was funny, so I was laughing. But it's not. It's terrifying to have your child be you know so allergic. Um, I feel like. Um, one of my kid, my I have a two-year-old, and I gave him his first food, and I gave him oatmeal, like an organic oatmeal. And like five seconds later, he got these like huge welts underneath his eyes, like red welts. And you know, he was like six months old, or whenever you first introduced, maybe it was before that, solids. And I was like, hmm, that's weird. Maybe he's allergic to oatmeal. And everybody was like, no. My mom was like, no. My, you know husband was like no that's crazy nobody's allergic to oatmeal and so I gave him I gave him oatmeal for like six months and he just always had the, I mean I don't know did I ask you Dr. Gator did I call you and ask you if, if it was possible maybe I should have if I didn't I, I, I don't I, I still deny knowing you outside of the podcast oh right yeah he's not going to admit that he's my baby's doctor <laughs> so that's not helpful anyway so I, my instincts were like my child is allergic to oatmeal and I kept giving it to him because everybody told me I was crazy. And then anyway, I mean, actually, he hasn't been tested, but um, I stopped and the eye thing went away. And if he accidentally has a bite of a granola bar that has oats in it, he gets like these immediate like hives underneath his eyes. So um, and then I just in researching oatmeal, oatmeal actually does have like a lot. Oats have a lot of. Dr. Gator, you can explain this much better than I can, but like toxins in them, right? Because they're like grown in the ground mm-hmm. and there's just so many toxins in our environment. And for whatever reason, he's got that. But anyway, I, I feel like when you have a new, when you have a child and like, you don't know what the heck you're doing and like, you don't, uh, you're, but the month you were talking about your wife, like our, I don't know. I do think our instincts are usually right when it comes to this kind of thing. Like if you think your kid's allergic to something, they probably are. That's my my opinion. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think so. Uh, well, I, yeah, I agree. I mean, but you are an expert. I mean, you've been through it. Well, parenting is is an expertise. I mean, you go through it, you learn, and you know, I get the question all the time about, you know, if, if let's say dad is allergic to nuts, and parents are terrified to introduce nuts, and there's no way to know. There's really there's no way to know if you are allergic to something. People always ask me about, you know, can we test? Can we do this? Can we do that? And you, you can't really, you can't really do any testing until you try it because you're not going to, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Well, that's Zoe. <laughs> Zoe, oh. We had a run, a run by. What a sweetie. Yeah, so you, you can't, you can't really know. Um, and although I think, I'm trying to think if we did, we did do a blood test for Zoe. I think we did. Just because, you know, we didn't know. And yeah, she didn't have any allergy to tree nuts. Yeah. With, with allergies, you have to be exposed to something before you can create the response in your body. So you, there's no way to know up front. But you have to use your parenting instincts. If you see something going on like hives or trouble breathing, then of course, then you should, you know, get seen by the doctor or go to the emergency department, depending on how you know, severe the situation is. Yeah, she um, we we when we discovered the the things with Nolan uh, and his and and sort of skin issues when he was um, 
when he's younger, we started doing like the challenges. So mm-hmm. my wife was very like, you know, on point with, with all of that. Wait, what's like that? I said, we, so, so like I said, we first did the elimination diet. So oh, she right. eliminated everything when she was breastfeeding to, you know, see if there was something that was causing his allergic reaction. And then we found out, there she goes. Uh, <laughs> and then we found out uh, that it was just the milk protein, like the inability to, um, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Digest the milk protein that he was actually allergic to. So it was nothing that my wife was eating. It was just milk protein. And so then the challenge is you do, a, when you introduce a new food or anything in the top eight, you challenge it. So you introduce a small amount of it, but the same amount three days in a row. You can't just do it once uh, and then they get a reaction. You go, oh, they're allergic to it. You have to try it three days in a row to to prove that it's it, it's like a like a like a hypothesis versus a theory. <laughs> Am I explaining that right, doctor? You, you are exactly. So the especially at the younger ages, it's very hard to tell if you're sensitive to something. I mean, if you have an allergy, a severe allergy to something, where your throat's closing up, you're having severe hives. Okay, you can figure that out. You can usually, you know, through through eating it. But if you're sensitive to something, it's usually hard. Like you're saying, there's subtle symptoms like you have a rash, or you have stomach aches, or bloating, or gassiness, or mucousy stools or blood in the blood in the stools you might not have an allergy to it but you might be sensitive to it and really the only the, well the best way to figure that out is to do the elimination test you take it out for a little while see if things get better put it back in for a couple of days see if you have symptoms that that is a, a diagnosis in of itself there is some testing that you can do it's not amazing and you have to put a kid through blood work and all this stuff that you don't necessarily want to do so yes you could do some sensitivity testing and it's but it's not the best testing so the elimination diet is really the way to go and also we always want to avoid doing any testing on kids if we can because it's not fun to go to the allergist and get blood work done or things like that no no nolan doesn't <laughs> like that we usually uh provide a, a rather awesome lego set oh yeah uh, mm-hmm. in exchange for doing the blood test once a year though we missed our yearly one because of covid and he did do a another scratch test with another allergist mm-hmm. so he developed another allergy to eggs or and then, and then the the second results came back from the new scratch test, and then he, it looked like his allergy went away. So we were supposed to go and do a challenge, a food challenge at uh, Dr. Tam's at LA Children's. Um, and because of COVID, we were like, we're not leaving the house, so we canceled the appointment. So I think he's going to be fine, and he's not going to. He he sort of like got an egg allergy, and I think it's hopefully going to be gone. Uh, which would be great because that would make breakfast a lot easier some days. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, and you, and you can. I mean, you can outgrow allergies, but usually with the nuts, that's the on the lower end of the likelihood of outgrowing it. Some people certainly do, but um, nuts is, is not as common to grow out of it. Yeah, it's like I think a seven to ten percent can grow out of it ratio, mm-hmm. so it's pretty low. But we've been doing. Uh, my wife researched that. And has been uh, having him take probiotics uh, a lot of days at the end of the day so that the probiotics can help support the immune system and, you know, hopefully put him in that top percentile. Yeah. And if you if you over the years, you know, you really eat healthy, you have a healthy lifestyle, you can do some gut you know, cleansing and gut healing. There, there's lots that you can do from either supplement perspective or food perspective, probiotics, just like you're mentioning. And, and over time, that's going to give you the best chance 
uh, for the gut lining to heal so your body doesn't see these things as foreign anymore. No matter what you do, you still might have an allergy to something, but you want to give your body the best chance. And that's where the integrative medical side of things even comes in in this, especially because we're trying to give the gut the best chance to heal over uh, over over time. And usually if you improve things, 1% here, 1% here, 1% here, then maybe the body gets back into balance. And then next time you have a cashew by accident, it doesn't create the cascade and the trigger that leads to you know, something more scary. Yeah, well, the, the the sketchy thing is, and there's two sort of twofold, and is one, he didn't want to do the microdosing uh, treatment with his allergist that was offered, mm-hmm. and we totally respected that because once you do that, you have to take it forever. And he mm-hmm. was like, no, I'm not interested. And we're like, okay, I'm not going to fight with you every day for the rest of your life to microdose. Uh, and the second thing is... Uh, <laughs> The confusing part is that he also has developed OAS, which is oral allergy syndrome. And that's not anaphylaxis, but can act like anaphylaxis, which is the sketchiest part of our week. He can have an apple that has some sort of pollen. I don't know, because there's so many different types of pollen. And pollen, when I say pollen for foods, I mean pollen that comes from trees, not pollen from flowers that bees are taking around. There's, what, doctor, like 10 or 100,000 different pollens. So we can get a batch of apples, and he can take a bite of one, and he can get an itchy mouth, which is OAS, not anaphylaxis. But then we have to wait to see if there's going to be other symptoms, if there is some sort of anaphylaxis. So that's always, like, a fun a fun moment in our house. Um, wow. But, the you know, the good thing is he keeps a pretty good spirit about it, and his school is really cool. Um, they have since TK allowed, uh, his classroom to be tree nut free so that none of his classmates, um, you know, bring any tree nut snacks to the room. And then we sort of respect that just in the general sense where we try not to send any peanut butter to school because we know, you know, that could be that's, that's high on the allergen list. So we try to pay it in kind, I guess. Sorry. I know you were about to say something, Serena. I, I jumped in with my. My microdosing and my OAS. And <laughs> no, that, I'm sure, Dr. Gator, you have a lot to say about that, um, and you should. But I just wanted to say, what do you... Poor kid can't just, like, dive into the craft service table, right? <laughs> he can't just go the for The craft it. service table is full of junk anyway. We have awesome snacks. We have, like... We have... If, if you want to check out some good oats, check out, like... Uh, what is it called? Uh... Gerbs is a great company, and they might have some cleaner oats if you ever wanted to do a, well, a, ch- a food challenge. There's a huge problem with this oatmeal thing, you guys. And the issue is is that I make the world's best chocolate chip cookie, and it, it contains oatmeal. And I can't make cookies without it. I um, I can't, like I only want to eat my own chocolate chip cookies, and so like, how am I going to make my kid chocolate chip cookies if I can't? So I will try that new oatmeal, and we'll see how it goes. Because you know, kid can't live his whole life without oatmeal chocolate chip cookies. There's also uh, Made Good has a lot of great products, um, and that one's actually made from a lot of vegetables, and it actually is like a granola bar, but it's much healthier. So those are like Nolan's go-to snacks, um, and they're pretty awesome. And then, and then you're essentially giving them vegetables, but it tastes like a granola bar, but it's not actually granola. Parents, are you hearing this? This is really great. Do you know this brand? You probably do. Dr. Gator knows everything. I've heard of them, but I don't know it too, too well. But I haven't had to go digging too much in the oatmeal because 
Sarah, my wife, doesn't doesn't love the oats anyways in general, so we don't have a lot of it around. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, yeah. won't, uh. I, I won't be baking you cookies then. No, no, I'll have the cookies. <laughs> she doesn't need to know. <laughs> She's not anti-oats. She just doesn't – we don't have that much of it, that's all. Well, and speaking of, of, of treats and things, Life is Good is another great company for chocolate. They are free of the top eight allergens as well. Life um, is good. Oh, God. You know, this is why um, – I'm doing this podcast, right? Is because I am an older mother <laughs> and I am honest about the fact that I don't know everything and I've made a lot of mistakes in my life, but I don't want to make mistakes with my kids. So I am learning from all of you parents that have done things before me. And this is awesome. Life is good. I wrote that down too. Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, think about what we're talking about, right? Allergies and uh, which brands are good for allergies and how to, these are not things that we're ever taught right we didn't really grow up with it for the most part and it's certainly not part of the the general parenting books of you know how to burp your baby and how to you know change a diaper and how to do a swaddle there's no textbooks about well how do i be a parent for a child who has allergies and how do i handle school you know you have to we have to learn this stuff together and we have to help each other because this is a newer phenomenon and it's it's certainly getting scarier and scarier with more and more kids having to deal with this and one we need to work together to decrease the issue overall so the kids in the future don't have more chronic disease but at the same time when it does pop up we got to work together just like you're saying you know the school has to come together and, and help the child so that they don't have to be scared every day when they're there well the, and there are support places for this like my my wife found a, a facebook group that she hipped me to that we're both uh members of and a lot of times like, for instance, even when my son uh, got this M. Night movie, the the research that I had to do uh, to find makeup and they had to dye his hair. So I had to find hair dye that was safe. And argan oil is a tree. Argan is a tree nut for, you know, is a tree nut oil, whatever. It's from Morocco and it's in a lot of hair dye products. So I had to find... Uh, sunblock that was safe and you know we use uh, a lot of cal so we found two amazing products that we use all the time for him for you know shampoo and hair stuff and lotion is uh, California baby makes great top 8 allergen free stuff uh, and the other one is oh I'm going to totally space on the, the word um, I can see I can see the bottle right in front of me. It's got a blue lid. It'll come to me in a minute. Uh, that we used for like sunblock and lotion, um, and then yeah, like I said, we had to find makeup and hair dye that was safe. And that actually, I just went onto Facebook and I just posted about it like to my own group of friends. I was like, does anybody know what would be safe? And I got a bunch of suggestions, and then I started calling all the companies until I finally found the products that were safe. Wow. But I agree with you, Doctor, that, that we have to rely on each other uh, to, to learn it together. And so a lot of times, you know, I, I don't have I don't hesitate to just ask for help uh, from either, you know, the allergy group or just from friends in general. You never know what kind of information someone knows unless you ask. It's so important to use your community. I mean, we're so isolated these days. You know, we used to live in villages and our parents were there and our grandparents were there and everybody was helping each other and now everyone is all over the world and yeah we have zoom and and that's great but there's there's you know we don't have those communities and there are new problems there are new issues new problems and we need to work together tree, tree nut allergy nut. support group 
It could not be more clear. clear. <laughs> tree Nut Allergy Support Group on Facebook. If your kid has a tree nut allergy, you now have a community. <laughs> Vanacream. It came to me. Oh, Vanacream. Yeah. yeah. These are all <laughs> things, though, that I got to give credit where credit is due. Everything that I'm touting to you, I know because my wife has told me. Okay, great. I so, so you know, I might be – I'm just simply a father who – is a husband that's paying attention to his wife who knows what's going on. That's all that matters. <laughs> You're paying attention. Trying. I'm trying. So um, you've had a lot of, um, well, obviously a lot of drama on screen for your entire life. You're an incredible actor and very funny. Um, but you had a pretty big dramatic scare with Nolan, Did uh, we heard. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, when uh, when when you're lucky enough to have extracurricular health challenges, you wouldn't be complete without some viral induced asthma. <laughs> mm-hmm. The full the full package, the full package. Uh, you know, to be fair, he's a really and, uh, you know, luckily he can't hear me because he's in like school online in the other room. Uh, he's a he's a pretty intelligent kid, and they there there are theories that allergy kids have a higher intelligence, and there are times that I think he might be smarter than me because he has allergies and I only have intolerances, so I'm I'm not quite as as intelligent as my own son. Um, but yeah, so we have a whole action plan in regard to that as well uh, that involves albuterol uh, inhalers as well as Qvar, which is a steroid one to strengthen uh the albuterol and so sometimes when he gets like a common cold which hey thanks to you know covid lockdown we haven't had to deal with for a year because no one's seeing anyone there's no Mm -hmm. there's no colds to go around uh but yeah so he would get like just a regular cold and that could transition into a breathing asthmatic sort of you know experience and so that happened on several occasions we own our own nebulizer uh, and I've I've definitely gotten plenty of albuterol prescriptions. And there was one time in particular that his breathing got so low, we went to see the his pediatrician, um, and she was like, "Listen, I have to by law like send you to the ER in an ambulance uh, because his breathing's so low." We did the albuterol there, and it, it essentially improved so that. By the time the ambulance arrived, he was actually okay, and I could have driven him. But at that point, the ambulance was already there, so we got to take a fun ride in an ambulance to the ER. Why not? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's not what you ever want to have to do, but it, you know, you're thankful when they're when they're there if you need them. They're amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's also it also goes to show like how fantastic our healthcare system is. And what an expensive ambulance ride that was! Oh my god! <laughs> Every, I mean, I'm Canadian originally, so it's so different than here. And uh, yeah, American healthcare is not cheap. Oh no, it was great when you arrive and you need <laughs> and you need a bed, and they go, uh, "Yeah, we're gonna need your credit card first before we can give you the bed." And you're like, "But my son, okay, I would, okay, well, here's my credit. Like, what are you gonna do?" <laughs> Yeah. Uh, how much? How, whatever. Don't worry about. It. Just save my child, please. And right. We'll deal with it. Yes. You're like seriously. Like, my card's good. Be. Can you just put him in the thing and like, can we do this or really? You got to charge me first. Like, 
Are you an ER or a Shylarks? What's going on here? We have a question from from Tony. He he was curious if if you um, are happy that your children or child are going into uh, acting. Was that something that you wanted to have happen? Did you want your children going into acting? Um, I think some, someone asked me recently um, if I was uh, part of an entertainment family. If like, you know, I'm the only one in entertainment or if it's like a thing. Mm-hmm. And my answer was uh, my grandmother on my mom's side was in vaudeville in Australia in the early 1900s. She ran a dance studio. My mom was a dancer. She's an actress. She's a standing member of the Screen Actors Guild. My grandfather on my father's side was a stand-up comedian uh, who used to open for Frank Sinatra and Frank Sinatra Jr. and the Jackson 5. My dad was a touring lounge you know, musician. It's uh, in your blood. It's like deep no, it's, in your blood. It's, we're not an entertainment family in any way, shape, or form. My wife is a DJ and a singer. Um, so, yeah, we obviously support the arts and uh, love the outlet of entertainment. And it initially started for my son with, like, we put him into karate class. And he did, like, a few weeks, and he was like, eh, I'm not really into it. So we're like, okay, that's fine. Put him into soccer. Eh, not really into it. Put him into piano. We're like, listen, you're going to stick with piano because, like, piano is something that it's not dangerous for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no one's going to kick yeah. you or uh, or trip you, you know. And it's a really good, like, party trick. It's not a party trick. But if there's, like, a piano <laughs> and you're, like, at a bar what or something. What parties are you going and to? And the guy that can sit down and, like, play. Like, yeah, like, we want to hang out with you. I'm coming to Serena's <laughs> piano party, apparently. <laughs> um, I can play so, heart and soul. <laughs> so then the same th- sort of happened with, you know, kids, especially ones that, are, are sometimes, you know, as kids are developing, they're developing in, in not everything at once. It's not like, a, you know, pushing all five touch points forward. So to help him learn how to communicate what he was thinking, I thought, oh, I'm going to put him into acting class just so he can learn, like how he plays a piano, how to play his own instrument, how to communicate, how to, you know, express his emotions and what he wants. I love that. So that's that's how it started, and then he really enjoyed it, and so I thought, okay, well let's let's take let's see if we want to take this one step farther. So I I got him an agent, and I said, listen, I just want to send him like voiceover auditions, something that's really easy. We can record it at home. It'll just be something fun for us to do, and he had a really good time like making up voices and you know learning these lines of dialogue, and then he got a couple callbacks. And we would go to like Nickelodeon and it was just a fun experience for like father and son to do. I don't play sports outside of like rookie of the year when I was a kid in a movie. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, that's like our that's like our thing, our hang. And if he didn't want to do it, then I was like, no big deal. You won't do it. Um, Or sometimes he he would say didn't want to do it. I'd be like, no problem. I'm sitting down to email his agent like, hey, we're going to pass on this. And he comes in like, "Okay, let's do it, dad. You know, just it was always his choice. Um, so that's that's, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked if he wants to to follow in the footsteps of the family business. And I think that art and creativity is something that we should all be doing regardless of, you know, what level or professional or not. I just think that entertainment and creation is such a great way to express ourselves. 
I, I couldn't agree more. I grew up the same way. My mother was a dance teacher and we had a, a dance studio in the back of our house. So I had like an attic full of costumes and it was just like a, and then my parents put me in everything like tennis and soccer and piano and guitar and like all of the t-ball and all the things. And I hated them all until I, I ended <laughs> up in a theater ensemble when I was 12 <laughs> and here we are. Um, <laughs> So I, I, um, I love that and, um, how beautiful to get to act with your son. Tell us about your new movie. Tell us a little bit more about adverse. Yeah. Yeah. I also, not to leave my daughter out of it, who buzzed by earlier, um, uh, my daughter Zoe and Nolan and myself all have a project together that we're working on, uh, which is called the robot kid. And it's, music for kids that won't annoy parents um and so we've got uh a, a, an animator working on the first cartoon right now aaron duggins over in in new jersey um and so and there's some other possibilities of, of some other people that may come on board with that but my daughter who's turning five has already been writing songs for this thing I so love she'll, she'll she'll like sing a song melody lyrics in the other room and i'll hear it i'll be like that's another song like she wrote a chorus the other day where I, I'm listening to her play and she's just singing stomp, 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 stomp like you're a dinosaur. Just out of the blue. And I'm like, let's write the rest of that one. That's a song. <laughs> oh, my God. Genius. So when are is it out yet? If, you, if it's not, you should come back and we should talk about this when when people can find it. This is awesome. Like parents. I need we need music. Actually, my son loves like. Queen and Led Zeppelin and it's weird. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh it is it's in a soft launch phase, so we actually sent it to space and back on the uh um with OWC, they sent a hard drive up with like songs. The ad the trailer for Adverse went up as well and a little teaser for the robot kid. So it was on the Blue Origin rocket that went to space and came back down and I have a certificate showing that adverse the trailer and the robot kid went to space and came back. Stop um, it. So <laughs> that's our soft, that's our soft launch. Uh, well, that's, that's thanks to OWC. I call that a soft launch. That's a pretty cool. That's launch. a pretty big <laughs> <Yeah>. launch. <laughs> <laughs> that was our, that was our launch. Um, and so, yeah, so adverse, um, which went to space and is now available for you to stream here on earth. Um, is uh, a story where I play a rideshare driver that discovers his sister is in debt to a dangerous crime syndicate, uh, of course, run by Mickey Rourke. And I do anything that I can uh, to put family first and, and get my sister out of, you know, hot water. Uh, my son plays Matt Ryan's kid in the movie. So we had a moment together where we had to pretend not to know each other, but oh, uh, wow. which was fun. Unfortunately, so that fun. moment that I'm speaking of didn't make the final cut, which is the thing I was talking about when, you know, he was in the trailer at Super Bowl. And I was like, we should have given like, why did we cut that part out? <laughs> we could have had him in the trailer. Well, I'm, I mean, I, I'm glad to know that if, if aliens, you know, come to Earth in the near future, that we have something to talk about now. Be like, oh, did you see Adverse? Did you see it? Cause <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good. <laughs> They could be stream aliens could be um, watching. So yeah, so stuff. so adverse is uh, I think besides you know uh, my getting to be in it with my son, it's uh, 
it's sort of a change of pace for me, a turning point in my career to more dramatic work. So I'm excited for for people to see that and to see uh, the direction that I'm taking my career in now. Well, on uh, Raising Amazing, we like to finish um, by leaving people uplifted. What was the most amazing part of your pandemic or the last year? Uh, I mean, I, I feel very blessed that... Uh, that my son and I got to take, you know, the trip. We, we shot the, the M night movie or he shot, I was just the set dad, uh, in the Dominican Republic, um, which seems sketchy, but obviously the travel there was the scariest part. But once we were there, we were in a COVID safe bubble doing three COVID tests per week. You know, everyone was, you know, making sure that you were clear every day. It was probably safer there than it was even here. Um, so that was that was quite a highlight uh, for myself because I was focused on my son's work. I was still uh, recording songs for my new album from the Dominican and wow. uh, doing live stream concerts on on Sundays. I mean, it was a, the, the bummer was not getting to see my daughter and for Nolan not getting to see his sister. But we were we felt very blessed for sort of the uh, the break from the norm of lockdown. And I think for myself that helped keep me a little bit keep me a little bit more sane so okay so tell us you do so much so tell everyone where they can find you <laughs> i want to i want to watch a sunday fun day concert where can we find you on social media when does the m night movie come out um tell us everything because you have a lot going on yes and you're also a musician so yeah i i basically never sleep uh and so my handle on all social media platforms is at tin band t-i-n band um and as far as the sunday funday concerts that's all part of my patreon so it's a a private concert for the patrons uh sunday at noon uh every sunday every sunday cool. uh, at noon <laughs> um uh pacific time and then obviously I've, I've got a patreon for the robot kid uh since that's you know even though it's been to space and back, it's still a soft launch here in, in on Earth. Cool. Well, everyone, go find him on Patreon and uh, Instagram. And thank you. It was so amazing to have you, Thomas. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. And uh, oh, and Nolan's uh, film Old with uh, M Night Universal's putting that out into theaters July twenty third. July twenty third. Awesome. That's extraordinary. Yeah. Like, what an extraordinary. I guess it was is a second film. Uh, yeah, second film, third third job. His first job was uh, on New Girl as uh, Zoe Dashanel and Jake Johnson's future forward son. Oh, how cute! Uh, or flash flash forward son. <laughs> oh, how cute! That's a great show. Yeah. Well, I hope I get to yeah, work with was... him one day, and you. Yes, it would be nice. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank so you, much. Thomas. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you. He's amazing, and his mic sounds amazing. His mic is better than our mics so we need to get on that his seriously well his situation is is, uh, (laughs) is tight but he comes from a family of artists so um he uh he can do the technology part better than i can anyway so i have a question for you regarding allergies Mm -hmm. not not every time but often when i eat chicken i feel itchy from the inside like my hands Mm -hmm. feel itchy on the inside what is that? Well, there would be you know two thoughts there. There could be something that you're 
sensitive to in the chicken. So it could be either a chemical that's sprayed on it or used in, in the processing or something that, you know, like they're eating that you're sensitive to. Or sometimes people make an association to something where they have a reaction one time to whatever and then, you know, uh, psychosomatically when you eat something, then you have, uh, you know, you have a reaction. So it's, it's one of those. But are you telling me I'm crazy? That, that it's in No, my that's head? not a crazy thing. People, when, when you, like if you have a, your throat closing up, right? Sometimes if you eat something and it causes, you know, a reaction, then every time after that you, you feel that reaction. It doesn't mean it's not happening, but it's, it's just your, you know, like your knee. You're not thinking about your knee and then you, if you start thinking about your knee, you can start feeling something there if you're like, think about it for a little while. So if you like start thinking about your hand, you can start feeling a tingle because you might always have a tingle there, but you're not really noticing it except when you eat chicken. So that those are the two things that we think of, but it certainly could be something on the, that you're sensitive to. So I think a lot it's of... <laughs> been happening for years and it's only with poultry products that I feel like itchy on the inside. And so I stopped eating them for a really long time and now I just don't have time to figure out did you tr what not did to you try eat, it again? Just eat when I can eat. So I'm, I know I'm eating. What'd you say? Did you try it again? Because sometimes if, you, if you're if you sensitive to something and you, you it's like an elimination diet, you stop it for a few months or a year and then you go back to it, you don't have the reaction anymore. No, that's what I'm saying. I stopped eating chicken for a really long time and now I'm, I'm eating it again and it's back. Like I ate a, yeah. a Cobb salad at the airport and it had chicken in it, mm -hmm. but, but it was airport yeah. chicken, right? It wasn't organic chicken. So you're right, it what, could be something on it. What about if you eat like the best chicken available like you just went to a farm and it was totally organic and have you yes, tried that sometimes. kind of chicken does it happen with that too so, well i don't i haven't like had a fresh chicken on a farm but like fresh organic chicken from whole foods sometimes sometimes it'll do it well then it's really uh, weird. i guess it's a really tune in everyone we'll, we'll find out in, in another couple of weeks you got to try some chicken and see what happens okay all right i'll do some <laughs> chicken out to a tasting a, 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 a chicken tasting or whatever they call yeah. it <laughs> um well Let's just keep trying things and challenging ourselves, right? That's what this is about. And keep raising the bar on ourselves so we can raise amazing children. Thank you all so much for joining us each week. Please be sure to subscribe to the Raising Amazing podcast so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. You can also follow us on Instagram at Raising Amazing Podcast to catch any extra fun goodies for you and your kiddos. And if you'd like to submit a question to be featured on the show, you can send in your questions to raisingamazingpodcast at gmail.com along with your name and your city. That's it for us for now. We'll catch you next Wednesday on raising amazing. Happy parenting. May the force be with you.